Hello and welcome to the Hockey Fans in Training podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Buscard. With me always, Paul Aspinall. How are you today, Paul? Not too bad. How about yourself? I'm great. We are moving along with episode two of our mini mini section on uh, nutrition. And so joining us again, our, our fans and training nutrition guru, Brooke Bliss. Hi, Brooke. Hey, guys. How's it going? Oh, great today. Great today. Um, so what are we talking about today, Paul? Today, we are busting some more myths. We're working our way through some uh, questions sent in by you know, people in the program, people listening to the podcast and trying to separate fact from fiction of what are some great tips to stay healthy and which ones are just kind of bogus. Okay. And before we dive into our first question, Brooke, remind us about who our uh, expert is that we are, uh, whose advice we're pulling in on, on this. So if you listened to our podcast last week, uh, we have our same dietitian, Samantha, who is a dietitian at Western University, as well as with a company called Nourished Beginnings uh, in London, Ontario. And so she is busting our myths and going through the questions that all of the participants in the Hockey Fit program have submitted to us. And so we're learning lots from her. If you're interested in learning more after we've gone through some of these podcasts, you can always reach out to her um, for one-on-one counseling at samantha at nourishbeginnings.ca. And we'll also include that in the paragraph about this blog post. Okay. Well, <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's dive right in. Question number one, what is the most universal way to have a healthy gut? That's the question that was written in. I think the interpretation is what is the most universal way to have a healthy digestive tract? Uh, we know mm-hmm. that uh, what goes on in our intestines plays a big role in our overall health. And uh, it's a great question. What's the most universal way to maximize the health of that part of our body? All right. So you asked and Samantha answered. She said, eating a variety of probiotic foods such as kefir, yogurt, pickles, tempeh, kimchi, uh, and there's plenty of other items in there as well. And then pairing these with prebiotic fibers such as oats, sweet potatoes, garlic, bananas um, can be beneficial to getting those fibers in your diet and help with your gut. And then in addition to that, she said, you could also take a supplement of probiotics. If you feel this is something that would be helpful for you to do, if you do not consume those foods and some of those foods that I just mentioned. So there is some evidence to show that certain foods and beverages such as alcohol and artificial sweeteners may decrease your good gut bacteria, but more research is needed in this area. So it's just something to keep in mind. Yeah, when uh, this quick question came up, the two words that came to my mind were probiotics and prebiotics. I think that's a word that those are two words that many of us have heard before, but maybe don't fully understand what they are. So uh, it's good to get get uh, some suggestion of sources to get them from. Um, yeah, so this is neat. I'm not sure if you two have heard this uh, interesting little factoid, but supposedly the number of cells in our gut is like many, many times more than the cells in the entire rest of our body. So it's a uh, constellation of biological activity down there and it's important to make sure that it's uh the right kind of biological activity and it's important that we maximize it with the right food yeah yeah for sure and um you can learn a lot more if you go to unlockfood.ca which is put on by dietitians of canada they have lots of great resources on what prebiotics are what probiotics are and then you can learn what types of foods those come from just as we mentioned a few of them in the podcast already Um, but if this is something you want to know more about and you want to create a more healthy gut digestive tract uh, you can check that out okay a news article today too about all these like these fecal transplants and apparently they're saying they can 
prevent aging or something now too and oh wow yeah it is something that they do in hospitals it's not some crazy procedure that we're making up but uh yeah if you have a particularly unhealthy gut as identified by your doctor one thing that they can do is put some fecal matter from a healthy person uh transplant it put it in there and uh it will uh grow into uh a healthy a healthy flora they call it a flora so yeah. that, interesting okay That's i think very gonna... interesting i Go think ahead. before getting into yeah. you know surgical procedure like that yeah. you consume a healthy balanced diet where you're you know getting your dairy sources such as yogurt you're getting probiotics in there a lot of breads and other items also have added prebiotics so try and eat a healthy balanced meal and then you won't even have to think about getting that surgical procedure for yourself yeah seems like a weird <laughs> shortcut yeah yeah getting uh, the next question is pretty interesting. I find it very interesting. It has to do with diet sodas. Uh, it reminds me of my PhD supervisors. All day, every day, he would have a crisp diet Coke on his desk. <laughs> he he probably went through eight of them oh. a day. Like it, it was, oh gosh! Like he oh. he was to a chain smoker, you know, of previous generations. He was a chain diet Coke drinker, and uh, <laughs> I think he just thought, hey, you know, no sugar, guilt free. I think that's what some people might associate with diet sodas. Oh. No sugar, guilt-free, can can consume, you know, them ad them ad, ad libitum, as they say. That's what they say in research studies with mice, where they like you can feed them they as much food as you want, as much water, as much as anything you want. I think some people might take that approach to diet sodas, as my uh, doctoral supervisor did. So here's the question. Oh, are are diet sodas slash low calorie drinks a healthy choice? What about aspartame and artificial sweetener? So Samantha answered here, she said, studies show that artificial sweeteners are safe and the limit before any risk to health is very high is about 40 to 50 servings per day. In some cases, you can always opt for beverages that are sweetened with a more natural option like stevia, which can be found in some of those low calorie juices, iced teas, uh, and again, some sodas. There's a brand called Zevia, which I'm sure many of you have seen in mainstream grocery stores. And that is one that is, you know, considered a diet soda, but it's sweetened with stevia instead of sucralose or Splenda and those types of artificial sweeteners. Hmm. And that's, that's that. Yeah. Sometimes I, use, I, all, yeah, I've, I almost have like a guilt complex now of putting a, like a full spoonful of sugar if I have a cup of coffee. I, I'll always put one of those aspartame yeah. or one of those Splenda packs in there. Um, so the one big thing about the artificial sweeteners and I've just in my previous roles and whatnot, talking yeah. to people who do use them because they're so sweet. And if you're using artificial mm. sweeteners, it kind of heightens your, um, your ability to consume more sugar because things that then just have sugar in it don't taste as sweet uh, as some of those artificial sweeteners, because you can tell when there's Splenda or, oh, yeah. you know, one of those things in there, you get a real like, Whoa, that's sweet as soon as you taste it. And so when you think about that and you compare it to just having sugar versus a sweetener in a coffee, the sugar wouldn't taste as sweet. So now your ability to consume more sugar is probably more likely. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Very interesting. Paul, any thoughts? Yeah. I find the same thing. Like a lot of times you, you reach for something that says like, you know, no added sugar, like artificial sweeteners thinking it's healthier and you take a sip and like, you almost like you want to puke. Like, it's just really like, mm -hmm. 
I get, you know, not adding sugar, but why do you have to add so much of the artificial sweetener? Like who wants to have something that sweet? Yeah. And they're pumped in a lot of things now when you get those drinks at Starbucks and a lot of them have like the liquid syrups just to give it such a boost of flavor. They have a lot of that, um, the artificial sweeteners in there. So it's best to try and avoid them in my personal opinion. Like if you can choose to have something that's naturally sweetened, even with an option like Stevia, or say you have, you know, one big culprit of, of when food product companies are trying to reduce their sugar content, they obviously pack it with the artificial sweetener to show the low calories. So I'm finding like a lot of things such as yogurts because yogurts are known to be high in sugar. So now if you want to get the low sugar option, it has all these added artificial sweeteners in there. Your best option is probably just choosing plain, you know, add a natural sweetener to it yourself, like a, a little bit of honey or a little bit of maple syrup or just use fruit or a fruit fruit puree that you can just mix in there. And then you know that you're getting a natural source of sweetness. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I mean, one thing I'm proud of myself is weaning myself off of uh, energy drinks. There was a time where I convinced myself, oh, it's a sugar-free energy drink. It's, you know, borderline good for you. So I would consume them fairly regularly. And some of them, man, they just taste like some out of this world chemical concoction that somebody, you know, should not be drinking. They you can tell that it's not real, it's not natural ingredients in there, that it is every ingredient was made in a laboratory and you feel like you're drinking battery acid, but oh, it's got zero calories, so it's good for I you. I think like a lot of things we talk about in the hockey fit program and throughout all the curriculum is trying to just choose whole foods as much as possible. And exactly. that also converts to beverages as well. Yeah. Think about what naturally occurs in this world and grows from our soil. Yeah, That's going to be better for you than choosing something that was made in a factory that is not derived from anything from this earth. No, no, not at all. Some of the energy (laughs) flavors, like there was one that saw the other day that was like neon explosion. I'm like, neither of those are a flavor. Like, what does that taste like? Yeah. Chemical flavor of some, who knows. And there's also been proven to be lots of side effects um, that I've read about before. Cause I was curious looking into artificial sweeteners and just looking online to see if there was any research articles about it. And again, a lot of these artificial sweeteners, they haven't been around for an an extended long period of time for actual long trials to occur where they can see the long-term effects of these things and how they impact our bodies over, you know, 50 years or 40 years or what that looks like. So it's hard to know, but it is interesting to read about it. And some of the symptoms people have found, like if they're consuming too much artificial sweeteners, nausea, diarrhea, Mm -hmm. and you know, that sort of stuff occurs with it, which you can see why it's a man-made product that we're putting in bodies. Yep. All right. Moving on. Are low sugar and low fat products always a healthier option? Do full fat products always lead to weight gain? Uh, I feel there's a lot of definitive statements here that there's a lot of a lot of gray zone, you know, for us to to unpack here. Mm-hmm. All right. So Samantha answered, no low sugar or low fat products may still mm-hmm. contain high levels of salt or maybe high in calories, which could defer, deter weight loss. Um, full fat dairy, for example, has more vitamins and is more filling. So she would recommend that option as opposed to a skim milk or a 1% milk, um, because it's going to leave you more satisfied throughout the day. Mm-hmm. 
I think we're painting ourselves into a corner here a little bit by by not addressing the words always though, you know, to say mm-hmm. do full fat products always lead to weight gain or low mm-hmm. sh- fish, low sugar, low fat, always a healthier option. I mean, there's, I there's, think- uh, you never, you always want to be careful with the word always, I think. For sure. And everything in moderation, you know, we got, we practice that all the time and talk, preach about it all the time with hockey fit for sure is that everything in moderation, you still want to live your life and Mm -hmm. enjoy your life by eating good food. That's a huge part of, you know, socialization as well. Um, But when it comes to, you know, nourishing your body, choosing healthier fat options is the best way to go. Just because it's high in fat doesn't mean it's bad. Nuts and seeds are great for you. You get your omega-3 fatty acids from having, you know, fatty fish sources. And then you can have, you know, avocados, which are also a really good source of fiber. So all of those things are carrying your unsaturated fats that are a great source to your diet. And they're also heart healthy. Yeah. I feel like 20 or 30 years ago, it was sort of fat was the real sort of boogeyman. You know, everything was, oh, low fat, low fat, no fat. You know, there's, yeah. even, there's even a great Seinfeld episode about the uh, frozen yogurt. And like, oh, it's it's no fat but, uh, or low fat. But uh, I think we've evolved to realize, yeah, fats aren't necessarily boogeyman. Really, maybe. Fat can be your friend. Yeah. They can be for sure. And you need fats because when you yeah. think about it, they cushion your organs and they provide a very good um, benefit for your body in terms of energy as well, too. Um, And we kind of addressed the beginning of this question in our previous um, chat about having low sugar options. Mm -hmm. Um, With the low sugar, again, watch for that substitution of the artificial sweeteners. And a lot of food items now, if they're being made into low fat and low sugar, they're probably pumping something else in there to make it taste good. So always read the nutrition facts label and see, is it really beneficial for me to choose the one that's lower in fat when they're amping up the sugar in it? Yeah. No free lunches. They say. There's always a rumor too, that the whole like war on fat was like started by sugar companies. Like, <laughs> big sugar. Theory. Big sugar, like started the war on fat <laughs> to like distract from what was the real culprit of like obesity. And yeah, that wouldn't, that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. I agree. I've, I've heard that as well. Uh, okay. I think we've uh, just got one more to touch on here. Oh, another interesting one. Light beer versus regular beer. How much difference does it really make? Drink a Budweiser or you drink a Bud Light? Are you, yeah. are you making a big difference or are you doing nothing at all? What says our nutrition guru? So Samantha came back um, and this is a very common question that we've had throughout the program. So I'm glad that she got back to us on this one. She said light beer usually has 50 to 80 calories less per serving than a regular beer. So it would depend on how many beers you're actually consuming to see if that, that difference is going to be substantial. Um, but you know, if you're having one to two beers or it's a summer day, you know, you're with your friends, you're on vacation, whatever that looks like. And you have a couple of beers throughout the day and they're regular beers. Those can really add up saving yourself 50 to 80 calories per serving is it going to make a big difference especially when it comes to your healthy living goals and like staying on track with your healthy eating sure i think the only the only caveat would be that if it's matched beer for beer you know if if by drinking light beer you're as a response going to end up drinking one or two extra then any benefit is totally totally wiped out but uh if you can you know if you can manage to, to make that switch 
Or maybe it doesn't have to be an all or nothing. You don't have to switch all of your beers to being a light beer. Maybe it's every other one becomes a light beer. And let's be honest, it's very filling with the carbonation. So Mm -hmm. when you have a light beer mixed in with that, it'll probably, you're going to be full. And then like in hockey fit, we recommend always having a glass of water in between a drink to reduce your consumption, filling yourself up. um, And then maybe you're likely to have less beers. Yeah. If you guys well, were to pick any light beer, what would your favorite beer be? I, I heard just through like locker, you know, men's league locker room chat that something about Miller Light is better. That, oh, yeah? I don't know. Something, it does have gluten in it or something. I really, I really should look, look, look into this more. But I remember playing hockey with a guy who was absolutely emphatic that you had to drink Miller Light for your light beer because either that or the number of carbohydrates in it was, was, uh, something less but he uh he was adamant about that i suppose uh we could look into and, and so come back with more factual like, response it looks like a miller light um is 90 calories and three carbs per serving okay let's compare it to bud light and uh coors light i like the michelob ultra those are pretty good no, yeah I yeah don't. i know a lot of people that really enjoy those i'm not a big, uh, beer person but uh, yeah I know a lot of people that buy the Michelobes for sure. Yeah, they're definitely marketed to a real sort of active type of person. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, climb a mountain, creep. climb a mountain, drink a Michelob. You know, just finished playing frisbee, drink a Michelob. After I saw the ads, I liked them less. Yeah, because it could almost be like you like the beer, but you don't like the association based on the ads. Yeah. So our Miller Lite guys was ninety calories, right? Okay. Yeah, and Bud Light is coming in at eighty calories. Ooh, how many carbs? How many carbs? It actually says zero carbs in a 12 ounce serving. Okay. Yeah. 12 ounces is a can or a regular bottle. Mm-hmm. All right. And let's see if we can wrap it up with Coors Light. Of all the Miller Lights I've tried, I think the main benefit would be is you buy like a 12 pack and you get through half of one and just stop drinking them. <laughs> and that's just like. They're just not yeah. good. I don't know. <laughs> Looks like Coors yeah. Light is 102 calories yeah. um, per can. And then the Michelob Ultras were 95. So they're all kind of in the same yeah. area. Miller Miller Light and Bud Light are coming in at the lowest. It's funny how how opinionated and and argumentative some people can be when it comes to beer, you know, like everyone has a preference. I it's know. like coffee in the morning. It has to be a certain yeah. way. Yeah. And if it's not, it just isn't the same. But there's a certain, among some people, there's almost a certain hostility to light beer, you know, like, oh, what are you doing drinking that, that water, that, you know, that pee water, you know, that, yep. you know, they're really you hard to get. funny, though, is that, and, I, and I've seen this a few times and like I've talked about it with my friends before, too, and read lots of things online where people say, you know, people that criticize when you, when you're exercising and focusing on your health and having a light beer, it's usually not because they think it tastes bad or it's usually out of jealousy because they're realizing you're taking control of your life and you're you're trying to be healthy and hit all these milestones for yourself. And they wish they were doing that. And I've seen it before where people, you know, make a joke about someone drinking a light beer and then who shows up with a light beer the next time you're there together. Yeah. That person who made the joke oh. at the other person. Oh, totally. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. there's, we could do a whole episode of that. Of like, there's so many, so many undertones. to what's going on when someone makes a comment like that, you know? Oh yeah. It's and very I think very rarely what's on the surface. But it also, 
you might think as the person drinking the light beer that they're being serious, but it's almost like a compliment at the same time. So like, wow, you're actually like taking control of what you're doing and they're like to follow because they're going to be inspired by you to make the change. I, I find it so weird. Anytime, anytime someone becomes overly opinionated about what another person chooses to eat or drink, it's so weird. Like we yeah. Paul and I have a good friend and he recently decided to stop drinking, but he likes hanging out with friends. So he, he just drinks these Heineken zeros and uh, mm-hmm. I think Stella Artois is one, but he just drinks zero, zero alcohol beer and nobody knows the difference. But every now and again, there'll be one person being, Oh, what are you doing? You know, drinking. Yeah. Those. And it's just like, yeah. why are you so focused Personal on what this person is eating or drinking? Why like, do you care? How is yeah. this is this affecting your time? Are you all all of a sudden gonna have a bad time because your friend is drinking a, a Heineken Zero? Yeah. Like it's, it's very strange anytime someone becomes very opinionated about that and not just defaulting to the general opinion of hey, well, you just have to support your friends, really, whatever they choose to do. You know, yeah. nine, nine times again, out of ten, you're not gonna change their opinion anyways. So that's something again that we talk about in hockey that the importance of support. Yeah. supporting your friends and what they're doing, whether it's drinking yeah. a light beer, whether it's drinking an alcohol-free beer, whether it's, you know, yeah, exercise, whatever that looks like. So yeah. having support from your family and your friends that surround yeah. you in whatever journey you're on is going yeah. to make you more successful. That's a piece that we don't really touch upon as much, but sort of flip it around and a responsibility on each person to, you know, outwardly be a good friend, to outwardly mm-hmm. support yeah. the people in your life who are trying to make these changes. And and, you know, just recognize just as much of a help they could be to you as you have the same influence in other people. So, yeah. You know. And going off of that last question we had, you know, if you're trying to hit healthy living goals and you're still consuming regular beer and maybe your friend is consuming a light beer, team yeah. up together. Together, sure. you can drink light beer and hit your goals together. 100%. Yeah. I think All it's a big part of hockey fit. It's like just the, you know, men are just notoriously bad about talking about their health and taking it seriously and things like that. So if somebody you know, shows up with light beer, all the guys are going to probably make fun of them a little bit. And like you said, Brooke, they're all wanting to make those changes themselves. They'll buy it the next time. So yeah. hockey fit, everyone gets together and talks about it and says, hey, we're all we're all thinking the exact same thing. You know, we're all looking to get healthier. Let's do it together. And it's successful. Yeah. Yeah, that really is the the uh, essence of why hockey fits so successful um, is that peer support part. Creating a team. Yeah. Okay. Well, those were our uh, four questions of the day. Um, so I think, uh, I think we'll wrap it up here. We're right around our target time and we've got one more of these coming down the uh, pipeline. So uh, unless anyone else has any last comments, well, I shall throw it both to YouTube for any last comments you might have. All I was going to say was just a reminder, if you're interested in, you know, more one-on-one nutrition counseling. We have the link for Samantha, our nutrition uh, expert and dietitian who answered these questions and it will be in the bio. Awesome. And Paul, anything? And check the Facebook and Instagram feeds. Tons of great recipes based on fact, not fiction in there. Okay. Well, that's all the Hockey Fit podcast this time. And we'll see you all next episode. Take care.